the epicenter of the Nipti Radio Recording Studios, high atop 107 Columbia, welcome to the inaugural edition of the 2017 Nipti Practice Tips. We're kicking off the new year with a discussion about amending indictments. The amending of an indictment is governed by CPL 200.70. With proper notice to the court and the defense, the people may move to amend an indictment as to matters of form, time, meaning date, place, names of persons, and the like, if the amendment does not change the theory of prosecution as presented to the grand jury or tend to prejudice the defendant on the merits. When an amendment is permissible, it can be done not only up to the point of commencement of the trial, but even after the trial has begun. The key components to all proper amendments are whether the defendant is improperly prejudiced by the amendment and that the theory or theories of prosecution are not changed. One of the things that cannot be cured with an amendment is an effort to correct a clerical mistake made when a crime, which was correctly presented, charged, and voted by the grand jury, is omitted from the indictment or an alternate, not voted theory is put in its place. These errors have been determined by the Court of Appeals to be considered a failure to state an offense and thus not permitted by the statute in its list of things that cannot be cured by amendment to be amended. See also People v. Perez from the Court of Appeals in 1994. What this means to you is that you must double and triple check your indictment to ensure there are no omissions or incorrect addition of theories not voted by the grand jury. However, if you discover such a clerical error after the indictment is filed, but before the defendant is arraigned, the first department has held that you are permitted to redraft the indictment with the proper charges as voted by the grand jury and have it signed by the foreperson, and such a correction is proper and not a jurisdictional defect. Remember that acting in concert accessorial liability under Penal Law Article 20 is not considered a theory of prosecution in the context of amending an indictment. In fact, to secure a charge on accessorial liability from the judge at trial, you are not required to move for an amendment of the indictment or to have even voted it in the grand jury presentation. The key here is that the defendant cannot be prejudiced by the introduction of such evidence and the request to charge to the jury. To add accessorial liability to a case where it was not charged in the grand jury, you should inform the defense as soon as you determine this is your intent to pursue a trial by using the Bill of Particulars Amendment Statute, CPL 200.95 subdivision 8, which permits such amendments of facts right up to the trial as well as during the trial, as long as there is no undue prejudice nor bad faith by the people. The defense may also introduce the possibility that another person was involved in the crime and was responsible for it during the course of the trial. This will permit the people to request a charge of acting in concert if the evidence as presented by the defense would permit a reasonable conclusion that the defendant and the other person committed the crime together. An indictment may be amended during the trial as the result of evidence presented by the defendant and his or her witnesses. A good example is the Court of Appeals case of People v. Spahn from 1982. 
in that case, the people's theory was the defendant committed a robbery of jewelry and cash at gunpoint in the victim's home. The defendant testified he went to the victim's apartment to get drugs on credit. When he did not get the credit, he forcibly stole some of the drugs without any weapon. The jury sent a note to the judge during deliberations asking whether they could convict the defendant as charged if they believed the defendant forcibly stole drugs. The judge told them they could. The Court of Appeals upheld the conviction, holding that the proceeds of the crime were not a material element and the theory was not changed, and in any event, it was the defendant that introduced the drugs as the proceeds into the case. The trial court did not impermissibly, constructively amend the indictment. Many statutes will list several different specific acts, any one of which is sufficient if proved to establish that element of the crime. This is called charging in the disjunctive. If a defendant is required by statute to have committed all the acts listed in the statute, you would then be charging in the conjunctive. Now, what happens if a statute is written in the disjunctive, but the indictment charges in the conjunctive? Does this mean you are bound by how you formed the indictment and that you must prove each specific act before the jury can convict? The answer is no. The Court of Appeals wrote in People v. Charles in 1984, the use of the conjunctive and rather than the disjunctive or in the indictment charged more than the people were required to prove under the statute and did not bind the prosecution to prove all three acts. Every fact that is made part of the substance of account of an indictment is not always required to be proved to meet your burden of proof. A perfect example of this can be found in People v. Rooney. In this case, the defendant was charged with criminally negligent homicide. The indictment alleged that he operated a motor vehicle at an excessive rate of speed on the wrong side of the road while intoxicated and struck another vehicle. The defendant was acquitted on a separate count of intoxicated driving, but was convicted on the homicide charge. The court held that the remaining factors were sufficient, independent of the intoxicated driving, to uphold that conviction, and this was not any form of improper amending of the indictment. Remember, however, that if a crime requires the intent to commit a criminal act as an element of that crime, such as in a burglary, and you identify a specific crime in the burglary count itself, you then must prove that was the intended crime at trial in order to secure that burglary conviction. In a narcotics prosecution, if your indictment has the wrong drug identified, you are permitted to amend the indictment to have the proper drug identified. This is not a change in the theory of prosecution, which remains either a sale of, possession with the intent to sell, or possession of that drug. In an assault case, the people are permitted to amend the weapon used in the assault from a handgun to a shotgun. This again is not an improper constructive amendment of the indictment by the court in that it is not changing the theory of the prosecution. The case law authority for today's practice tip can be found in the written version of the practice tip entitled Amending Indictments, NIPTI Practice Tips. Also, 
for an extended discussion of these and many other issues involved when you attempt to amend an indictment and what happens at trial when the evidence changes, please be sure to see that memo entitled Amending Indictments in the PE. Our thanks to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi Crespino. Happy New Year to all and stay ready, my friends. I'm sorry, I know, baby. Everybody make a mistake sometimes. I know I'm